Good morning, everybody. This is Phil Stevens. You're on Iron Radio. I'm a strength coach, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, father of a wrestler, a boxer, and uh, just a, a busy guy. That sounds busy. Uh, this is Dr. Mike Nelson, uh, creator of the Flex Diet Search, social professor for the Kerrigan Institute, uh, teaching in the at Rocky Mountain University, Walsh University. And right now we are in Austin, Texas. We left South Padre yesterday, got here last night, got to hang out with some people, which is super fun, and be here till Sunday. And then we'll be in Weatherford, Texas for Dave, visiting Adam Glass and his family. And we'll be in Oklahoma City for a few days, and then we'll be back home. Heading back to the cold, like the rest of us. You get to deal with it. So I know. We got a lot of snow in Minnesota, I heard. Did you? Uh, well, I have cameras on my house, so I can watch it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? It was not last, was it last weekend? No, weekend before they got that frickin', which is up near Minnesota, I suppose. They got like six feet overnight in Buffalo. Yeah, I heard about that. You were telling oh, me that. That's crap. so crazy. I had to look up some of the videos. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. That was that's insane. That's a lot of snow. Like, ooh. Yeah. I was trying to explain that to my daughter. I was like, that's like six inches taller than you. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you would just disappear. But, uh, Stick man. you in the out, and you'd just, next day, no one find you. Yep. But, no, I mean, there's a little bit of news going on today. Uh, one thing I wanted to share here is, uh, I'm sure our listeners are aware, Hunter Henderson, who she first became well-known because of her powerlifting exploit. She's right from Kansas City. Um, so I've met Hunter numerous times, and uh, but not long ago she became a world record holding powerlifter, and uh, then it was 2021 she decided to dip her and into bodybuilding into the physique realm, and uh, ended up she got her pro card. She turned pro as an IFBB pro athlete in at the 2021. NPC USA Championships, and then uh, so got our pro card there. Competed a week later at the 2021 Tampa Pro, her first pro thing, and came in second. So narrowly missed qualification for the Olympia, Miss Olympia. So basically came in and made it to really high in two sports. So she decided to do her first strongman competition this past weekend, and continues her reign of terror. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, took first in Strongman. So we'll oh, see if she nice. goes any further with that. That's her first ever competition. It was a local one here in uh, in Kansas City. I actually made the shirts for it. But, uh, yeah, so now she's won in that. So we'll see if she turns. I don't think it was a pro show or anything where she can qualify for pro, but maybe uh, taking first she can qualify to go to the Arnold or something as an amateur. But just interesting to see somebody. Uh, you don't see it often anymore. A kind of jack all yeah. but you used to see that in bodybuilding more back in the day. Yeah, it's kind of gone away lately, hasn't it? The last few years, yeah, you don't see, Yeah, you don't see bodybuilders. I mean, it turned into the age of Jay Cutler, and when like I don't care if I can bench five hundred, I just want to look like I can, type of thing. Yeah, is bodybuilders end up going? Whereas before, uh, from my knowledge in it, a lot of times there was strength stuff that went on. And then they all changed outfits and did posing and stuff. So there was a strength. Oh, yeah, in especially early ones. <clears throat> in early days, yeah. yeah. So kind of neat seeing that. Somebody that can uh, physically stand up in the uh, physique realm. But then, uh, I mean, physically stand up, I guess, has the looks, but then can also put the rubber to the road and uh, do very well in strength competitions. But yeah, you just don't see that much. But yeah. the modern version of that, I always think of as Stan Efferding from competing, yeah. bodybuilding, yeah. and powerlifting. Yep. Yeah, what was that big? It was, uh, there was, God, one of the Olympias I went to, there was the world's strongest bodybuilder. Yeah, right. wasn't that supposedly like the week before or something like that? Something like that, and it, what was it? It, it was yeah. Flex? Was it Flex Wheeler? It was one of those guys. God, I can't remember. But, and I, I think... Can't remember either. Ian was 
Stan might have been involved in that world. I'm going to look it up right now. The age, uh, the internet is with us. Strongest bodybuilder. God, that's been a while, though, because I haven't been to the Olympia in a decade. So (laughs) I'm I'm aging myself. Um, Well, and then there was what's-his-name. I forgot about that. Croc also did some bodybuilding stuff, and he was a fucking strong dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see the old one, but yeah, you don't see that a lot. It'd be uh, interesting to see that come back, a like a mixed competition type thing, but where you actually have to do something and then show off. But I don't see it coming any day soon. But there is a big resurgence that I've seen lately in the uh, mainly with women. A lot of the powerlifters, like powerlifting, became big two, three years ago. It was like at its most recent heyday. And then I've seen a lot of the females that were high up in powerlifting make that transition. Like mm-hmm. I know like six off the top, just sitting here off the top of my head that I can oh. think, Hey, I'm going to do bodybuilding stuff. And they've all done extremely well. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you can tie down to, I suppose if you're a world record setting powerlifter, then you've got a lot of muscle and you're probably genetically predisposed to, to it and probably hormonally and, enhanced in it so seeing yeah. as both sports are highly untested but uh well especially if you're in a weight class too right i mean yeah and I still think well, yeah and they're all small girls you yeah know? there's a myth that you're like you, t- you talk about you know world's top power lifters people automatically think super heavyweight you know <laughs> yeah and most of these these ladies aren't it's like, yeah well and then you had daniel and bailey that went the opposite way in real you know, she started out and made her name and physique and then switched to powerlifting for a brief period of time. I don't think she's doing competing in anything now, but, uh, you know, yeah. and she's able to do well in both. But If you <sighs> look at her training, too, like, from what I saw, it's kind of an outsider. Like, it was, to me, more bodybuilding, powerbuilding, powerlifting. Oh, sorry, siren's going by. That's okay. Um, even when she was competing in bodybuilding, you know, like to me, her training always looked like it was on the heavier side, you know, closer to almost powerlifting than bodybuilding, even though she did a lot of accessory stuff. But I don't know. Some expert on her will write in and say I'm completely wrong, but that's just maybe the handful of videos I saw, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There's, there seems to be, and I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's pushed from the bodybuilding organizations or what, which I'm guessing, as not an insider on that, I'm guessing there's some push in there. Like, there's a reason all these girls are making the switch. Yeah. And I'm guessing, this is just me guessing, I'm guessing there's a voice from the inside, hey, you should try this, you know, we'll get you some views and, you know, <laughs> things like that. But because it just seemed there's so many making that transition, it just seems weird. Uh, but whatever. I mean, it's it's good for both sports. But there seems to be a slight resurgence in uh, the physique stuff of late. So, yeah. I would agree with that from what I've seen, both on the males and female side. And it is a handful of people I know more on the female competitor side. It it seems like there's more money being put back into it, even if that maybe is only the appearance of money. Where you know back in the day, and I do trained some of these people who competed and, you know, got contracts with the big supplement companies, and that was kind of their deal. That was kind of the only real way to make a lot of money unless you were at the top of the top, even for guys, too. Yes. But now I think with social media and a bunch of other companies, it's promotion, and at least there's the allure of, you know, you can make a lot more money. I don't know how much of that really pans out anymore, but yeah. I think there's – and how many – I lost track of how many new sort of smaller organizations there are for competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know where they're getting the sponsorship. Like back when we started in this realm, it was just like all the expos. It was all the huge supplement industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, of course, they all got money from them to hawk their shit. Yeah. But that was prior to the the banning of everything and the cracking down on the (laughs) supplement industry. Yeah. So, um, 
But so I don't know where they're getting their their big sponsorships from now, which I'm sure like big companies like Optimum Nutrition and things like that are still pushing out. They're still sponsoring people on the high level, but yeah, God, even in even in our day and age, a lot of the like publications aren't doing it, which they used to, like because right. they've largely died. So you used to have Flex and all those. Oh, that, goodness. Yeah, where you got money from, but hell, they quit paying for even articles hardly. You know, that's oh, when yeah. I, you know, both of us quit writing. It's like it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not putting a bunch of time into a forty-five dollar article. You know, whatever you guys yeah. want to give us now, but yeah, yeah, and that was the hard part about print media too, because I'm sure you saw it. Like, and I, once I had it, and I said, okay, yeah, I, I was in Men's Health and all these magazines. I didn't find that it transferred to my business hardly at all. None, no, zero, like none. Yeah. You know, I was writing like, the same place. You're turning down opportunities to write these magazines. I'm like, it's one thing. Like, if I know the editor now, like I have a handful of editors I work with. They just call me and they're like, "Hey, you want to talk about this topic?" And if it's something I know about, sure, because I trust them. I know they're going to do a good job. It's like a half hour of my time on the phone. Cool. No, no worries. I'll do that shit all day. But for new editors, and if they want you to be like kind of you, kind of writing most of the article, and man, that stuff takes a lot of time, especially if you're trying to reference stuff. And yeah, it's. It's a cool opportunity, but in terms of people, I think they assume that, oh, your business must skyrocket that. I'm like, I didn't even see any difference. <laughs> I saw no difference either. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I would get a few meds, hey, look at this. You know, people sending me. Yeah, yeah. They saw the article, but that's about it. Like, I, I saw no no fluctuations in, like, clients or numbers and profit and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, well, oddly enough, even though, like, we all got paid for that stuff. Somehow, those publications, that's how they ended up getting writers, like, due to exposure. Oh, sure. Like, that's what they started promising, was exposure to people. And it was like, I just don't see it. (laughs) So, but, uh, good for them. Yeah. At least if it's online, I got wise, and I would ask, I'm like, okay, are you going to put at least a link back to my website? Because then it's like one click. Yes. You know, and that sometimes did transfer, especially for bigger publications that were online. Um, But... (laughs) You know, we're both around long enough to see what some of the top online people got paid and what we got paid a little bit. And then they realized, oh, we can promise exposure and Mm -hmm. we can give this person nobody's heard of who might have some really good stuff, may not, and pay them a fraction. And, oh, look at all this money we saved. But, yep. I don't know. I think the quality kind of went down then, but I sound like some old man ranting now about back in the day. <laughs> well, you're not lying, though. It did. I mean, yeah. especially some of the publications that we ran in, like, it used to have very good content. Like, when I quit doing that, it was, wasn't was all about the money. It was when I wrote an article, and it was very in-depth on deadlifting, and they asked me to dumb it down for the layperson. Like, that's oh, yeah, just way yeah. too technical, and... What's the fucking point? You know, that yeah. is the point of it. But uh, it was like, okay, I'm just done. So there's no point. I'm not going to dump this down and, you know, write for the lowest common denominator. But yeah. I would add 23 references and a, a few times. All my references got edited out. I was like, hey, like I, you know, and and of course they didn't change it to make it more general they left in and the research you know shows i'm like that makes me look like i didn't do the work and didn't reference anything yeah. you know so then i got wise and i started embedding it in so i would cite sure. the author and the name and i would make it really hard for the editor to edit it out so they'd have to do more work <laughs> yeah just put it in the article Yep. and then a lot of times they would leave it and so i was yeah. just like oh come on man <laughs> Oh, in other news, there was a Rudy oh, Cadlub uh, in training. He squatted three pounds over his all-time IPO world record in training with wraps. The significance of this is Rudy is 73 years old. Damn. And, uh, yeah, 73 years old. And what does he weigh? I don't even know if it says. He's not big, but uh, squatted. Oh, there, no, that's not it. Anyways, he squatted a uh, four fifty-five. Damn, in wraps at seventy-three years old. 
And Good. it looks like he also deadlifted. He deadlifted 523 pounds on his 73rd birthday. Nice. So, hell, that's a 900, that's a 1,000 thousand pounds just in two lifts for a 73-year-old. So, Damn. Like I said, Rudy does not look like a uh, a large mammal. I mean, he's built, <laughs> but I mean, he's jacked for a 73-year-old, but he's not like 300 pounds or whatever. Right, so, right. But, so, we'll see if he can... Uh, now do that like i said that was in training so it's an unofficial new world record but i think it beats his own world record seeing as he only beat it by three pounds but uh that would be interesting to see we could probably pull his records i might try to do that in my free time haha and he <laughs> he's probably been competitive for a while and it'd be interesting as a case study to see has his lifts ever really gone down due to age or have they gotten a little bit better you know what i mean yeah, because if he's seventy three, odds are he's probably been competing for I would say a couple decades. I'm guessing here. Oh, I'm guessing he has too. I mean, especially putting up those kind of numbers, but it'd be interesting to see how much of that you can hold on to as a case study for how long. Yeah. I mean, the only <clears throat> I have I've dealt with numerous seven year olds that I brought and won, broke world records in various little organizations, and only one of them was not just embedded in the strength world for a long time. Yeah. Um, like Gino in Arizona had just, he'd always been on the physique side of things, but, you know, always training hard. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly easy with him. His problem was his injuries from the bodybuilding side, mainly shoulder sure. stuff. Yeah. So just getting him under a bar was tough. Yeah, back squat. Squat, yeah. yeah. But we figured it out. And, like, I just, I had to, like, literally push his hand into place to get him under a bar. <laughs> he was able to do it. Uh, and then one of them was just, he had never been in the strength side, but just very active. And, uh, which helps. I mean, and he oh, was, yeah. was the one also that, uh, he just didn't look his age. He just, yeah. he hadn't had a rough life. And that's mm. part of it that can do it for, I think you can see that in the older population. <clears throat> Cause some of these dudes, like, if this guy's been training since he was 20, so he's been training for 50 years and he's beat up, if you just get a healthy, somewhat active 73-year-old, totally, you can win just because they're not tore to shit. You know? Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. I, the more I read about stuff and the more I look at some of the research and case studies, I it appears we're learning that age in and of itself is less and less of a concern. Um, even for building muscle, right? People are like, oh, but your testosterone goes down. It's like, well, yeah, <clears throat> but there's some studies where I want to say, I think it was a newer study. I haven't read it yet, but I think they were looking at cancer patients that had been in recovery and may have, they may have chemically blocked all their testosterone for some reason or another. And I think they were looking at their progress in training and it wasn't that much different from normal people per se, you know? Um, and then you've just got the wear and tear. So if you can keep your joints intact and not blow yourself up, I think you can probably do quite well for a long period of time. Yeah, and I mean, it's probably something that more elderly population, population should get into. I think we're seeing it more. We're seeing oh, it more yeah. in recent years than ever. But And especially the push for women um, due to you know, osteoporosis and stuff like that, and the battles that they have yeah. more than men. But uh, I've always enjoyed training, I don't know what you call them, aged people. I'm trying not to be an asshole. <laughs> but the geriatric population. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's oh, yeah. Like they're, it goes beyond getting strong because it takes a very short amount of time and their quality of life skyrockets. Especially if they haven't done any formal training. Yes. Yeah. I remember one lady, like, in when I was in Arizona, uh, she started with me. She was in her early 70s. The first training session was walk a block. Mm. And then a year later, we're doing powerlifting meets. Nice. Like that, that type of, and she's like, my life is, just, I can go hiking with my grandkids and oh, yeah. uh, stuff like that. It's, and then they see where that, you know, the quality of life aspect to just being stronger. And you don't need to be, like, she didn't go crush records or anything, but she was able to do it. 
and that's what I tell people, especially in the older populations, like, a lot of times there's no records set. Like, I don't think there were records set in her age and weight class. But, you know, my outlook on that is, well, if you set one, just by having something on paper, when some other 73-year-old lady goes and looks, yeah. or their coach looks, like, look, she did it. That means you can do it. So you have this ability to inspire others um, by setting those records. Are those records meaningful because there was nothing there before? Yeah, that's arguable, but I'd say they are just because they, you were the one that had the balls to do it. Yeah, you, know, you actually uh, did it. No one yes, else did. <laughs> a, a, a non-existing record means that nobody has had the just the fortitude to even try it. Yeah, show up. So, yeah, you're the first person that just had the balls to show up. You know, so that means something. Uh, that means something more to me than, like, the person, like, some piddly record that's already there. And oh, I beat it. I squatted 140 pounds. It's like, well, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. you come out and the ground, the one that, you're the person that took that first shovel and did the first shovel load of dirt to build something amazing. You know, that says something. So, uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got as far as news. But, um, except for yeah, and then do we want to talk about the Liver King? Oh, I even hate uh, almost yeah. like mentioning that. I yeah. I actually had to be off the internet this week because that's like all there was everywhere pretty much. And I I didn't even listen to the original video or anything else. Right. I just, sure, I, just, it just it. I don't know. It just seemed like everyone was like either... A handful of small people were defending him, and then everyone else was like, yeah, I told you so. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, there's all kinds of stuff here now. I haven't looked in a couple of days. I saw it come across the other day. Apparently, he came out. Yeah, I haven't it. looked in a few days either. Apparently, looking here, he there's a, it's in the New York Post, even. That's how big it is. Is it really? Yes. Shut up. Nope. I'm looking at a New York Post oh. article on the oh. Liver King admits he fucked up. It actually says that. effed up. And really? lied. Yes, it's a New York Post. That's the headline. Liver King admits oh, wow. he effed up and lied over steroid use. Um, so basically, and admits that his persona was a test. Test um, of what? I don't know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I don't know, social media test or something. I have no clue. Oh, wow. But basically, it's come out. My understanding of this, without digging deeper, is some yeah. dude like got a hold of his emails. Uh, his emails between him and his coach. And uh, I've had numerous people reach out to me over this. Like, he was taking large amounts of stuff, including, what was it, like, eight or ten IUs a week at GH. Oh, jeez. Spending $135,000 a year on growth hormone. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, which is not unheard of. I mean, I've heard of... No, not on the high end. taking... Like fifteen, sixteen IUs. That's nuts. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared when you compare that, like I've worked with elderly populations again, which is good. We've talked, just talked about that. And from my understanding, the general replacement dose for somebody that is elderly taking GH is one IU a day. Yeah, that's what I've heard of. Two. That's is what I've always high heard. From what I've yes. Heard. And uh, so it's generally one IU a day. So this dude's taken eight times that. Um, and then apparently he was also taking a bunch of like IGF-1 and other like the GHRPs and things like that yeah. to also help raise, uh, growth hormone. growth hormone naturally, which I, I don't know. With my limited knowledge, I can't expect that to work very well because you're introducing an exogenous hormone and then trying to tell your body at the same time, make more. And it's like, what the right. fuck? You know, why? Why? We're already flooded, bro. Yeah. We've yeah. got eight times what we're supposed to. I don't need yeah. to make more. But, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. And I don't know. There's tons of people, surprisingly. And I think it's mainly, it has to be mainly people that have no ties to this industry at all. They're like, Oh my God, he was on steroids. <laughs> what? You know, and I've seen a lot of that. Like I, oh. I recently, got more active not on posting on Twitter. I think I've had two posts on Twitter in the decade I've had a Twitter account. Yeah. But I've been reading it more just because, I don't know, the news, I've been following football closer and things like that, and a lot of that stuff's on there. Uh, um, but uh, 
like on there, I've seen a lot. Like, oh my God, the Liver King's on things. And like numerous people, are like, if you did not realize he was on something, then you're an idiot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, like if this is shocking news to you, then <clears throat> you need to crawl out of the rock you're on, under. But, uh, cause you just don't get, you don't get that physique, that big, that lean without assistance. I mean, well, in that short of a time period, too. Like, if yes. you look at pictures of him, what was it, three years ago, I think, yeah. was one of the pictures. Um, I actually met him at a conference, I won't say what conference, four years ago. And it took me, like, a year to realize it was the same dude. The same dude. I was like, yeah. what? And they said his real name is Brian Johnson, I think. And I was like, oh, fuck, I met that guy. And then I went looking for pictures, and I found the comparison picture, and I'm like, that, that's the same guy. Like, just, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so here it is. Here's a good line. Um, <clears throat> I fully own that I fucked up. I lied. Um, yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I'm on steroids. He admitted late Thursday, days after his $11,000 a month habit was exposed. Eleven thousand dollars a month. <laughs> and, uh, uh, from somebody that's on the backside of things in a sport that is highly untested, and numerous sports that are highly untested, I can tell you, eleven thousand dollars a month Damn. is really a lot of money for that. Oh, yeah. You know, because. Despite what anybody says, there's most people, most strength athletes or physique athletes are not going to their doctor to buy pharmaceutical medication no. at a high rate. There's a large black market that is like $11,000 goes a long way. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're spending that. And, uh, no, I will tell you, like, GH is expensive, and I don't know. I don't know this for a fact, but talking to pharmacists and whatnot, they're like, it's just expensive because it's popular. Yeah, um, that's what I've Like, it's the supposed to be very cheap. cheap to manufacture. But, yeah. Uh, which is kind of sad. That's why there's also a ton of fake DH and even peptides and stuff on the market because it's, it's paradoxically relatively inexpensive to do, but you need a sterile lab. You need some basic equipment. Yeah. But if you're unregulated, you're on the black market and you just want to make some quick cash, you're like, I don't know, I'll just put water in a vial. Most people won't know the difference for a few yeah. weeks, you know, and I'll sell it yeah. for how many thousand dollars and completely unethical and yeah. God knows if you're injecting it, I hope it's at least fucking sterile, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just buy some vials of cottonseed oil. And right. <laughs> like you said, I mean, you'll get away with it for a few months at least. Um, yeah. But um no, I mean, I can tell you, like, again, it's a good segue with this stuff because we were talking about elderly populations. One of my clients that was in his 70s was on a hormone replacement regimen that included testosterone and GH. And he was taking one IU a day of GH. And uh, I don't know what it was. It was very much replacement values of testosterone, 125 milligrams or something. I don't remember. Yeah. He was paying $1,500 a month. Oh, yeah. I believe at that. The, at the you know, pharmaceutical level. And yeah. of course that includes your doctor visit, which whatever you go in there and they, you know, aside from the initial test, you're going to get tested once every three to six months or whatever. But, uh, you know, GH is really pricey in the, on the over the counter market. But, um, yeah. you could argue even testosterone in that model is pretty expensive because that's also, you know, sipinate or something like that to produce is not that expensive. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. The, the, the whole internet's in a uproar over the liver king, but, uh, yeah. And I guess I could see that. I don't know. I suppose if you're a general population, even though the guy was like a shade of purple, you would, <laughs> my brain has a hard time rationalizing how you could look at that and go, yeah, that's natural on the flip yeah. side. Everything is so overdone on the internet from, you know, superheroes to sports performance to like, you only see the freaks of the freaks, whether they use stuff yeah. or not. 
So maybe I could kind of see that becomes your sort of new normal. And if you've never trained before, you don't have any frame of reference. You've never trained anyone. You don't have any frame of reference there. Yeah. Um, and you're going off of what he said, because he was explicitly asked in multiple interviews. And he's like, I've never taken that stuff. I've never done that. And I guess that's the part that just pisses me off the most is that you just flat out lied to all these people and you're on a, a shitload of stuff. And then you're saying it's your supplements and these, you know, nine tenants. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the stuff he said was you know good, like get outside, be active, get sunlight, like some of that's still solid advice. But yeah, the whole uh, just the thing that pisses me off the most is that he just flat out lied to sell supplements and become popular. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, in this day and age, <clears throat> what's the what's the benefit of just lying like that? Like, I, I understand. I could, make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but did he really? Because he says in this article that, like, it led to zero. Uh, really? Nope, the Liver King brand has had nothing or at least very little to do with my business success. What? Uh, that's Johnson said, who previously claimed to make more than $100 million a year, and he said, I was making all, most of that money before it. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'd buy that. But. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, that could be the only thing, but, I mean, still, what is – And what is if that's true, like, then what is your real incentive other than you're massively insecure? And that's what he says. Oh, he actually okay. says he, said, he, he puts his steroid well, – neither did I until just now. <laughs> I put my steroid use down to self-esteem issues. My low self-esteem is why I work myself to death in the gym. This is why I do 12 to 15 blood-burning workouts a week. It's just so I can feel okay about myself. And hormone replacement, <clears throat> sorry, $11,000 a month is not hormone replacement, no, has helped no. in a profound and significant way. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, why not, why blatantly lie? Yeah. Why not take the Dorian Yates approach and just say, pretty much plead the fifth. You know, like, I don't see the added benefit over. And why tell people, like, unless he has, like, massive stock, if there's a liver industry or some shit, I don't think there is. Like, liver is one of the cheapest fucking products out there, as you can far as meat goes. Yeah. Like, you can't, there's no liver board that's sending him money every month to push their shit. (laughs) The National Liver Liver Council. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't get, I don't get the end game unless he's, like, just selling stuff. Does he have a site where he sells, like, Liver King I don't know, but yeah, uh, he sells supplements, right? So I won't mention the name, but gotcha. he's the owner of a basically desiccated Oregon company. Ah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So, and if it was like selling other supplements, then yeah, maybe I give him a little bit more of a pass. He's still lying douchebag, but I, yeah, I just, but it, it's the same stuff we've seen forever in the industry, right? It goes on now, like you know, certain. IFBB Pro, obviously, using some special supplements. I take creatine. I gained five pounds. It's like, come on, man. You know, and I I don't know. I guess that obviously still sells stuff where people think that it does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I can just say, like, from the start, when this guy popped up, however long ago, it was two years ago, one year, whatever, <clears throat> uh, I just never gave him the time of day. And no. the reason I didn't give him a time of day was because he was saying, I'm not on anything. Like, if he had just admitted it, yeah, I think he'd have got more like, <clears throat> okay, well, I want to know what your training looks like and shit like that. Because you yeah, yeah. obviously have a fucking great physique. So you're doing something. Like, he didn't just, and that's that's another topic, but, like, people have this outlook on performance enhancing drugs and they view it like the the movie Captain America they put out. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Like yeah. I think the average person when I run into people and talk that like somebody that has no interest in strength training, they literally think steroids work like Captain America. Yeah. Like they they come into a lab and they inject you and all of a sudden you're fucking Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean it's obvious he trains hard. Yeah. Well, despite what he's taking. Like, you don't just get jacked without training hard. Um, but, uh, you know, I did. that's why I didn't take him serious from the start, and I just have never looked into the dude. Like, I had no clue he sold liver supplements and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 
but and I'm actually a fan of like internal organ meats. I think they're good. Yeah, for I think they're you know? very. You know, the density is very high. And I'm one of the few people that just, and I always have, and it's probably because I was raised on it. You know, I like liver and onions and things like that. Oh, I'm the only okay. one in my family, so I'm the only I I get the benefit of like we buy half cows and I get the liver. Yeah, get and all the organ meat, yeah. I get it all <laughs> myself. So <laughs> I just have to wait for them to leave because they don't even want to smell it. But uh, yeah, it smells funky. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's the thing that killed me. And then uh, I don't know. I don't know this guy. You might, Doctor. MD Paul Saladino. I know who he is. I met him <laughs> once, and he so he had the same company with uh, the Liver King guy, and then yep. So I don't know, last, part, but. Yeah, and last I saw, he's disavowed him, and I don't know what else going on with that. So I'm sure he's running he away, is. and he's like, yep. I didn't know he was doing anything. And that's like, exactly what he's doing. I was misled, what? and I'm incredibly disappointed. I had no idea that my good pal was on steroids. But, dude, you <sighs> sorry, but if you went to school, you're an MD. You you're have supposedly a- in the health and training, fitness, community, lifting, and you're a doctor, and your friend looks a little purple, and you had no idea? Like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't look good no matter how you play it. Either no. you're dumber than we thought, or yeah. you just don't want to know, or I don't know. Yeah, at this point, you're either a complete idiot or you're lying. Right. <laughs> it's one of two things that you're doing, and neither of them is good for your career. So, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, it's better to just say nothing. Like, no comment, I'm out. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, plus, and I'm sure they split whatever legal stuff had to happen in the background i'm sure happened first but i again i don't know i'm just guessing here so yeah uh, but who exposed yeah. him? even know there's a picture of something but i don't even know uh, him. i don't know suppose it was on uh derek's podcast or video for more plates more dates gotcha. but i don't know how he got it or who knows i mean it, i saw just the one email again assuming it's a real email alleged email that if if you're writing everything out that explicitly and you're running around lying to the public about it, like how long in this modern day and age do you think that's really going to last when you're that public of a figure, you have money, like you're, you're you're a sitting target. Yeah. Somebody's going to do it just for fun. Oh yeah, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a whole string of internet hackers that like that's all they do it for is not fun. Yeah, just, or I mean not money. It's just fun and fame. You know they're gonna get a little bit of fame from being the person that outed you. Yep. So, uh, yeah. But I mean either way he's I mean he's got an impressive physique like I said but uh, I just don't get the I, I never like I I'm a fan of. And we've talked about it endless times on the show. The whole the Dorian Yates answer. Like, yeah. No, I can't talk about that. He he said a lot without saying a lot. You know, because and he just he he just basically admitted and that he knows that the the viewing audience isn't that fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, by lying, you're admitting, and the sad part is, there's, due to the social media outrage it just shows there are still a lot of people that are completely naive to it yeah uh, and in that, the case of dorian too like if you're actively competing that means you're high probability you're using some shit at that time like yeah. just the legal ramifications of in public admitting that you did something illegal and you're probably still doing it illegal Yes. Right. I mean, that just that's just yeah. not a good position to be in. So I, no. I, to me, that is the only honest answer you can give at that point. Yep. You know, and Norton has come out afterwards. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, the second I was done competing, I just quit cold turkey. Like, don't do that. That was a horrible idea. Yeah. You know, and you know, here's some of the stuff I did use back in the day. I don't currently use. You know, this. That's fine because you're not admitting to anything you're doing now, and at yep. least you're trying to be someone honest about what was going on but when you're actively competing it's like what do you expect them to say you know yes (laughs) well and in that realm i mean you also 
when you're competing at the level he was, yeah, you also don't want everybody else to know exactly what you're taking. Oh yeah, you're not going to like you want your yeah you want your competitive advantage. So figure it out yourself, asshole. So yeah, uh, yeah. but no, and that's that's one thing that's always perplexed me is like the uh, the large amount of people that are even my friends that have taken the non-Dorian Yates route and like Louie and his whole camp, like they were openly, (laughs) they were openly on shit and they let everybody know it. Yeah. It's like, how was there? And it was broadcast on the internet. Oh yeah. Like how did the ATF not just come fucking knocking on the door? You know, I don't get that, but uh, like you're admitting to a class, especially after they changed the laws. Yeah, it's it was a felony. It oh, was yeah. just as bad as like crack cocaine, and yep. you're openly admitting it massively on like all platforms. But it just goes to show. And I've had talks with with FBI agents and K, you know, Kansas level. That, like they're like, we don't look for it. Yeah, we're not actually pursuing it. Yeah, they said them usually when they find performance enhancing drugs, they're usually raiding a facility for something else. They're usually raiding a facility for meth or crack or cocaine. Yeah. You know, and they just, oh, this guy's selling that too. Um, that's where they find those busts. Or it's like big people. It's somebody that's like, like there was one in Kansas City several years back. Some dude was mixing up bathtubs worth of shit. Like he would cook <laughs> it in his bathtub. And they busted him. I was like, yeah, that's the stuff I want. It's some jackass yeah. is cooking it. He's taking a shower and then cleaning the shower out and baking all his shit. Yeah. Uh, and that that's scary to me, but uh, so yeah, but that. Uh, and do you think Louis just being Louis never thought past what the potential ramifications was because he was surprisingly open about almost everything. It was to me like as an outsider, it was almost like a challenge of like, hey, here's exactly what we're doing. Like. Still try to beat us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. And, and I, or it was just that I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it could have been a little of that. But, uh, you know, that always surprised me early on. I was like, wow, these guys are, and like Mark Bell, he's still super openly, yep, I'm on shit. Here's what it is. Like after his body milling thing, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, like I was close with Mark at the time when he did his bodybuilding thing and he like literally laid out his, is uh, what he was taking yeah. for that bodybuilding thing. And that goes back, that's well, still one of my favorite books, John Cook, which sadly a lot of people don't know who he was. Um, he was the first American, at least, to deadlift 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like I bought, he has a little book that's hard to find. It's a little paperback, like almost pamphlet, saddle stitched. You know, It's not like perfect bound or anything. <laughs> it's like John Cook's it's not the Bible of powerlifting or something like that, but he goes in there and lays out like all his training. He talks about his training. And then in the back, it's like, here's what I did to train for one of the worlds he went to. And he goes into all his training. He goes into all his food and then also his supplement regimen and uh, lays it all out there. It was surprising that this is, you're talking 19, you know, 81 or something. Oh yeah. So it was like two milligrams of D-ball a day, you know, compared to today's standards. It was like basically he's on nothing. nothing. Yeah. But uh, but that was – it was refreshing in a way. It's like this dude's just flat out telling you the fucking truth. Yeah. You know, he's laying it out in – you know, he's – here it is. This is what I did. Good luck. Hope you can do it too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's something refreshing about that. I mean – but even his book, it's like, and I guess his was after the fact. So I was like, what are you going to do? You know, right. The statute of limitations has to be up. You're going to bust yeah. me 10 years later because I took six milligrams of D-ball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but when you're actively in that, and like with Louie, it was an actively, like, we got 38 guys in here that are just on all the yep. fucking sauce. <laughs> you know, just you begging know you to knock on the door and raid us. <laughs> you know, um, it's all right here. You know, it'd be like the the cartel, like, posting their address on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. I do remember even, you said about the drugs do all the work. I remember someone asking Louie about that. They're, you know, bitching about it. And he's like, 
I got to grab a test in the back and a denim, you know, power or denim shirt. I've never seen it lift shit by itself. Yep. Yeah, that was a beautiful answer. I've never seen a violin test also on that shirt lift a thing by itself. Yep. Uh, and it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's becoming at least replacement therapy in our in our age on that we've been in this field. We've seen steroid use, performance enhancing drug use become way more accepted. Oh, like 100%. 20 years ago it was it was like, "Oh my god." You know, it was the devil uh, yeah. to many. And, like, in our lifetime, it has changed. Even though it's it's still people are naive about it, not near what they were, man. And back in the day, it was, like, it was, like, next to, like, murder if a if a, <clears throat> a player got busted for it or something, so an athlete. Yeah. And now it's like, eh, yeah, of course they are. You know, yeah. it's becoming more and more just expected. And even the general population is more uh, attuned to it. But yeah, and I think there's my bias too is that hormone replacement has become more viable, and mm-hmm. you know, as someone who's 48 and people I know who lift and are relatively active, at some points I feel like I'm the only one not on anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. and I'm not saying that as a judgment or anything. Like yep. you do, you like just be you know intentional about it. Like do your homework, find a good doc. Like you know, get stuff that you know where it comes from, mm-hmm. like pay the money, you know, but I'm not saying it's a bad judgment at all. It's you have to decide, just do the homework. Um, but then you have the other people who are clearly not just using replacement doses. Yes. Who now they're out is, oh, yeah, I, I'm on HRT. Yes. It's like, you're on a little more than HRT, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the, the funny thing, you know, I talk about that, and I remember my early days, uh, God, I was – 21 or some shit. And I was always, I was definitely on that side of like, you're an evil fucking cheater. Um, <clears throat> as far as performance enhancing drugs. Oh yeah. I and, and, totally was in the same camp. And like many years just ago. hugely that way. And then, you know, I was having all my medical problems and I went to a doctor and at 20, what was I? I was 20. 28, I think, when that I went to the doctor and then they tested me and uh, due to my accidents as a kid, which we've talked about numerous times on the show, uh, we found out that I just had no testosterone. And then, okay, you're on replacement. I was like, oh, you know, and then after a year of training that way, because I was definitely in the camp that thought uh, like they were like, like I said, the Captain America thing. Yeah. And then after a year, I was like, oh. I don't look like Arnold. <laughs> and I trained my ass off. And, uh, but I felt better, you know, yeah. and like I felt like a human being again. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe they aren't as evil as I thought they were. Yeah. You know, um, that was an eye opener for me. And then it changed my view of people like Louie and things like that. Was like, oh, okay, you know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just so hard for people to wrap their head around because they think everything is linear, right? They think that if you have no testosterone at all, you'll never gain any strength. You'll never get any muscle, which is not true. It definitely yep. can be harder if you're hypogonadal. Yep. But if you're, you know, in the U.S. units, 400, bro, I got to get to 650 naturally because that's going to make like the, you know, a world of difference. Probably not, right? Yeah, hormonal replacement dose. Yeah, it's probably going to help. Sure. Is it going to you know, magically up your bench press by 50 pounds overnight? No. But you start getting into super physiologic doses. Is that going to be massive help? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that was my it's big not thing. this straight, linear, nice, plot out, like, you know, oh, just a little bit more. Is this much better? It's like, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. That was my big thing. My, my endocrinologist was just amazed because I was, when I went into him, I was, in one of the best shapes of my life. You know, I was lighter. I was only like 198 pounds, and mm-hmm. I trained my ass off all the time. Yeah. And he's like, you, how? I can't believe that you're low. Look at you. And, yeah. <laughs> and what changed in me was not the looks. Like when I, 
I don't know, in a year I gained like, I don't know, 15 pounds, mm-hmm. um, that year after going on. Like it wasn't the body, my body didn't change a lot. Uh, what helped, what it, I felt human again. Yeah, drive, ability to train. I had the, like, I had energy. I was able to yeah. train. I had like, and I just felt better. Like prior to that, my levels were at a forty-two, oh, and shit. he had never <laughs> seen anything that low. <clears throat> and basically, and I demanded, like he's okay, you're going on this, and I demanded that. Well, let's find out why. So I had to do MRIs and things like that because they wanted to check my pituitary gland and things like that. Yep. Um, and basically, they found out there's there's basically two different kinds of hypogonadalism there's primary and secondary um and i was both oh wow <laughs> uh, because well i had massive testicular damage done when i was seven when i got ran over mm-hmm. and basically what he equated to it's all theory what it's guessing yeah but he's like you had that massive injury done when you were seven so that slowed down your test testicular ability to make testosterone it still did it but it was damaged um, so my your pituitary gland has been running in fifth gear, oh yeah, your yeah. whole life, and he's like it just fucking gave up, you know? <laughs> because it like it burned its life expectancy out early, because basically I was creating four, five, ten times the amount of LH I needed because my body was always screaming make more, make more, make, make more, more, make more, more and LH, more LH. they were trying to, and you know then the pituitary is just like okay I give up, you're not yeah, doing fuck this you, shit, I'm done, yep, and. uh so, and my biggest thing, and that's my thing for people, is when I talk to them, younger and older people, about replacement therapy, and I nobody ever fucking does it, and yeah, it pisses no. me off. Go get, I tell them, go get tested when you're like 20. Oh, yeah, see what you're normally at. See where you are when you're at the best in your life. Because what took the longest for me was finding out where I needed to be. Mm. Because everybody's different. Like, I guarantee you, Mike Tyson was probably like 1200 naturally yeah. <laughs> and i was probably like 600 naturally yeah you know and it's fine like find out then and now you have a baseline at 20 when you go back and you're 50 you can work with your doc and say let's get me here and see how i feel cuz this is where my body was great mm-hmm. because everybody's different you know if you took john smith that was naturally at 500 when he was 20 and you bring him to 1,200 like Mike Tyson, he's probably going to have some side effects. And his estrogen is going to go high and things like that because that's not where his body wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what people don't understand is, like, there's a natural – there's a reason why the scale is, like, 300 to 900. Yeah, it's not – There are outliers on both sides of that, you know. Due to that scale, that's the average scale. That means there are people walking around that are probably at 1,200 naturally. Yeah. And there are people walking around that are 150 naturally. It, it'd be nice to know where you were at because that's where your body finds its balance. But, eh. So, yeah. anyway. Fun times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the liver, we went off on the Liver King more than I thought we would, so that's good. But, yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, we can be done with that now. So. I know. It just, <laughs> it just leaves me with the whole... Oh, I thought the fitness industry was making strides and gains, and then shit like exactly. this happens, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, I'm going to get on with my day. i got to go yeah. chop a bunch of wood because it's cold. So yeah, enjoy, there you go. Enjoy Sounds your good, last few days to the south of the country where it's warm. Oh, so. I know. Back <laughs> to the cold. <laughs> All right, but I'll talk to you All later. See you. Bye. Bye.